0: this is josh mills and this is john mills welcome back to another episode of acquired tastings we are ecstatic that you guys are back with us for another week and a special week at that with it being cocktail week that's right i'm very always cocktails are always fun well yeah it's always you know cocktail week for us because it's always cocktail time right so uh this week somewhere for those of you who may just be joining us for your first ever cocktail episode Welcome in, and this is just a week where we take it, what, every sixth week right now, and rather than just continuing through our, our run-through, we stop, and we just have some cocktails and kind of talk about different cocktails you can make with some of the liquors that we have talked about before, and just kind of techniques and all, the, all that fun jazz. So, Dad, what is your cocktail that you're doing this week? It's called the Ancient Mariner. Ancient Mariner. I'm gonna be interested to learn a little bit more about that because I've actually never, I'd actually never heard of that before. It's pretty rare. Yeah. So, and then I am gonna be doing a smash. I'm gonna be doing a peach, blueberry, basil, bourbon smash. All right. So it's gonna be lots Ooh. of fun. We're gonna talk about what smashes are. Yeah. And how to make them and all that jazz. So, well, are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to start with the smash, which is my cocktail. And once again, this is a peach, blueberry basil bourbon smash. Mm -hmm. And if you've seen on the pictures on Instagram, this is a beautiful looking cocktail. It's got crushed ice in it, which makes me love it even more because I just love crushed ice or as in the South, as we call it Sonic ice. Yeah. Which is actually (laughs) where I actually went to Sonic to buy the ice. Well, and a lot of people put their straw in it, and they pack ice around it to make it, when you sip through the straw, to make it extra cold. Exactly. So, this one, it, it's, uh, we're serving it in a Collins glass, which is a tall glass, or you can also say a highball glass. And, oh, I forgot it's got uh, ginger in it as well. It's got ginger beer. Oh, yeah. So, go ahead. Go ahead and get into it. All right. What's well, a nice uh, light tan color. And you've uh, garnished it with basil and a piece of the peach. Mm-hmm. Mm. So a smash is a light, refreshing cocktail. It is akin to the julep. So what do you think on your first taste? Oh, it tastes good. Yeah. Sweet. A Sir- little syrupy. Yeah, I don't get a whole lot of alcohol on it so we just wait to the ancient mariner for alcohol. <laughs> well, I was going to say, there's only two ounces of bourbon in it and that's mm. it. That's all there is for mm. the alcohol. So with a, so a smash, like I said, is akin to a julep. Now, all of us here in the south should be familiar with the famous Kentucky Derby drink, a mint julep. Right. Which, Dad, what is in a mint julep? Well, it has ice, bourbon, little simple syrup sometimes some people don't even put the simple syrup in. they just they just like the ice and let the ice melt for the bourbon and then of course mint and you can uh muddle the mint, or you can just wish it in there however you want it yeah so juleps have been made all the way back into the 1800s when i was doing my research one of the first appearances of a smash is actually they're calling it a julep Hmm. and it's back in 1862 in Jerry in Jerry Thomas's book, "How to Mix Drinks," mm-hmm. or called the Bond Variants compilation, um, he talks about that a a julep is a particularly American drink. So it's a drink that started here and is drunk. I would say it's mostly drunk here in the United States. You you drunk? Um, you got drunk? Uh, what? You drunk? A ju- no, drunk? a mint julep is drunk. <laughs> or I think it's drunk, actually, because yeah, I'm talking about all the way. I'm just playing around. <laughs> I, think, I think people at the Kentucky Derby, they'll have three, and it's pretty much straight booze. Well, yeah. You had three of those, and you're drunk. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so in that book, it talked about the real, his what well, real mint julep is. 12 mint leaves, white sugar, and then equal parts peach brandy and regular brandy. Oh, okay. So it's not even a whiskey cocktail. And then in 1888, Henry jo- in Henry Johnson's book, is when it, the term smash is actually thought about as a separate cocktail. And it's basically a mint julep with any fruit that's in season. Oh, okay. So whatever fruit's in season, you smash that up when you're muddling your mint, and hey, there you go. That's how I got the that's, name, smash. That's huh? how that's how the name came about because you're smashing up the fruit or you're smashing up your ingredients to go in it. Okay. So as you're drinking it, what are you thinking about it? What's it's uh very refreshing. I mean, this is one of those you could just sit out on your porch and you know, sip along. Yeah. So like so a smash is it's a it's a category of cocktails. And I really like smashes in the summer because it like you just said It's light, it's refreshing, it's not overly boozy, so I can drink, you know, a couple of them and not Mm -hmm. be drunk, drunk, drunk. Yeah. And it's made up of parts, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's, you have a spirit, so you Mm -hmm. can use whatever spirit you want. If you don't like bourbon, don't use bourbon. you'd rather use rum, use rum. Then you have some sugar, or some kind of sweetener. Whatever fruit is in season... An herb, an herb or some kind of herbaceous element, and then ice, it's usually crushed ice. Yeah. And then either some water or some non-alcoholic liquid. Okay. So if you think about it, a mint and julep, that's kind of the recipe for a mint and julep mm-hmm. minus the minus the fruit. Mm-hmm. And I mean I've seen I've seen smashes that are with tequila and i mean just a tequila or rum or really honestly whatever and i started thinking about it i would kind of go to say a mojito is basically a smash yeah because it's a mojito is lime sugar Mm -hmm. mint Mm -hmm. club soda Mm -hmm. and rum yeah which sounds exactly like this one pretty much kind of those those different components about it yeah it's very refreshing so have you ever had a smash before I don't think so officially. Yeah. But like you said, the mint julep's almost the same thing. Right. And it was one of those, like, when they described it, it reminded me of, you know, math. Because, you know, we know that every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square. right? And they were like, a smash is a julep, but not all juleps are smashes. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) it really kind of makes that element. And I just love it because you can really use it year-round. But right now in the summer and spring, when all the fruits are coming out, you're going down to your farmer's market and you see all the beautiful local fruits that are in season. Right. You can kind of switch it up with whatever you want. And I really like in my smashes to use a savory herb. Okay, So like this one, we used basil. A lot of people would use mint. Right. But I like having that little bit of a twist Mm -hmm. of that savory twist to go in it. And all it is. Is In this one, I used half a peach, three or four basil leaves, mm-hmm. eight blueberries, and I muddled that up with a little bit of Demerara sugar, or sugar in the raw, mm-hmm. and then added the bourbon on top, then stirred it, strained it, put a bunch of ice, packed a bunch of ice in the glass, and then topped it with ginger beer. Yeah. Give it a little bit of an extra bite, and just so that it's not all alcohol. So I really don't think a ginger beer that often yeah but when we were in australia they drink a lot of ginger beer yeah and i'm not sure exactly why they do maybe they got a lot of ginger i don't know but it is light just the ginger beer by itself is light and refreshing yeah and ginger beer is you know it's a great non-alcoholic beverage it's got a depending on your ginger beer that you buy It has a lot of like spicy bite to it Mm -hmm. and just kind of brightens it up. And I know peach and ginger go really well together. Yeah. So that's why I chose the ginger beer rather than just doing some like club soda or tonic water Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. that I just thought it would be really, really good. Club soda is kind of neutral. Yeah. To me. Yeah. So did you experiment with how, how many pieces of the peach to put in it? No, you know, I started at a half a peach because yeah. I knew since I was doing a second fruit, mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I wanted to find that balance. And I right. think I may still be a little off with the blueberries. Blueberries are kind of hard because they're either way there or they're barely there. Yeah. Which is kind of in this in this instance, they're kind of barely there. Mm-hmm. It's not quite, so here in Arkansas, it's not quite peach season and it's not quite blueberry season. So we're kind of in that in-between time. So we're having some, it's hard to find, like our seasonal fruit right now is nothing really. Mm -hmm. We're in a weird in-between time. Peaches will probably come in the next week or so. Mm -hmm. Blueberries about the next week or so. So the peaches weren't as ripe or as sweet as I wanted. And same with the blueberries. But blueberries also give a good tartness, which contrasts kind of that sweetness. And my blueberries are birds good. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no matter how good of a net I put around it, I may end up with a bird inside trap. Oh. But it seems like most of the birds can get in there, eat the blueberries, and get out. Yeah. And that's the you know, that's the funny thing, you know. If I even thought about because I like to play on that savory, sweet mm-hmm. kind of thing, I thought about using bell pepper. Because mm. I've also seen a lot of smashes nowadays that go for spicy and they use Mm -hmm. hot peppers so they use like jalapenos or things like that to give it a spicy kick and if you like that extra spiciness definitely i wouldn't use the seeds of the ribs but i'd definitely use the just like a slice of jalapeno without the seeds in it muddle that up with your little bit of sugar yeah and some tequila kind of almost almost making a yeah, a spicy margarita kind of feel. Right, but you know, if you're gonna use tequila, I'd I'd suggest using some of the aged stuff to get a little bit more of that developed flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a it's a fun group of cocktails, and if it's it's great for people who like to explore or who've never really done cocktails before, because the techniques in it are super simple. Like I made mine in a cocktail glass. Yeah. Because I wanted, because I knew I wanted to strain out the peaches, the peach and the blueberry. Right. All that skin and stuff I wanted, it, I wanted to go out of it. But if you don't want to strain it, you can build it in your cocktail glass. Yeah. a lot of times that's how the mint julep's made. Yeah. Right straight, straight in your glass. Straight in the glass. And you know, if you're doing something like that where you're okay with, like, if you have citrus, mm-hmm. you're okay having that citrus peel in there with it, mm-hmm. or the spiciness, that kind of thing. You can just leave it in there. You have to right. just build it in your glass, muddle it up, add in your ice, put your booze in, stir it, and then add your extra right. water or whatever. Your not. i always call it just a non-alcoholic mixer. Right. Like, if you really wanted to use Coke, you could use Coke or something mm-hmm. like that. But if you're going to go for a soda, I would try and find like something with real sugar in it. Right. Like a Mexican soda or some of the higher-end sodas that are out there. I think it'd be fun to do something with root beer. Oh, I think it would. Or sarsaparilla. Yeah, yeah. You went to... You and Mom have been to Churchill Downs, right? We went on a road trip, and it was still COVID. And so we were able to take the... Museum tour. Everything's with your mask on. Right. And then we took the outdoor tour, again, with the mask on. But they they were running some horses in the morning. This was back in it's about year, March. Man. No, it was this year. Now, Joanne and, and uh, oh, yeah. Marie went. They went Mother's Day. Right. And they actually had some horses running. If you don't know there is actually an inside track to the big Churchill Downs track. Right. And it's it's a grass track. Mm-hmm. And so they run some of the horses there. I think during the day during the race day of Derby of Derby weekend of Derby Saturday there are some mm-hmm. races that mm-hmm. go on on the grass track. Right. Well, and that's a different kind of horse. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's and I had a mint julep while I was there, but, you know, it was in a plastic cup and, you know, just not, not so quite you, the same. So you were able to get one there, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it was a plastic cup. And did you get to watch them make it? I did. And I started to tell them what I thought they should be doing. And then I said, no, no, <laughs> let, them, let them do it. <laughs> you know. The other cool thing about a smash cocktail is I think it's a great party cocktail. It's something you could make a large batch of, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: almost like you would a punch, and then mm-hmm. people can come like kind of dish it themselves. With it being something that doesn't doesn't require a whole doesn't require a whole lot of effort. I mean, right. I mean, the muddling's a little bit, but it doesn't. You know, you just kind of muddle your stuff up and you just bump your proportions. And with this one, only having one liquor in it, right? Like it would be really simple. You know, to say what there's what do we what do we figure out 26 ounces in a regular 750 bottle something yeah 25 and a half something so if you just rounded it to 26 because we put two ounces in here you know you would just up your proportions right and you could just use the whole bottle right kind of as your and then you can have either add add your mixer add your mixer in or have it sitting next to the cocktail for people to add in
1: Mm -hmm. out there
0: when they're making one and the ice that they can just yeah. scoop up and scoop up some ice and the uh, ginger beer, maybe. Where mm-hmm. you put the ginger beer in there as, as is, yeah, because the ginger beer here doesn't really add effervescence Mm-mm. per se, Mm-mm. it's really just that extra little bit of spicy note mm-hmm. and the uh, lowering of the alcohol content, yeah. So, what do you estimate the alcohol content? It's not, but well, I don't know. I mean, what these are probably really ten. O- these are what ten ounce glasses. Yeah. So two ounces. So, well, I don't we figure that out, math man. <laughs> one fifth is twenty percent. Well, there you go. It's twenty. <laughs> it's twenty percent alcohol. Well, amount of ice. So, I'm, well, it's twenty. Yeah. It's twenty percent of the cocktail is a liquor. Right. It's not twenty percent because the alcohol is not one hundred percent. So it's you know it's down there around you know oh yeah high really alcohol. Low. High alcohol oh. wine level and, or, you know, high BB beer. Right. Plus you have the dilution of the, of the ice. Right. With, you know, with crushed ice, it melts a whole lot faster. That's right. So you do get a cocktail that kind of waters down it, quickly. It's quite refreshing. Yeah. I really I'm gonna have to make a Now, what it. was the one that you and um, Jordan did? Uh, the. The Paloma? Yeah. The Paloma. Mm-hmm. It's very similar. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't. It just uses well. It uses lime juice, grapefruit juice, gila, and salt. Yeah, and, and then a uh, uh, sparkling. Right. But it doesn't have any type of. You don't Fruit. muddle. Yeah. And you don't right. muddle at all. Right. But it's a it's a great cocktail. <laughs> but as far as where I was going with that is as far as you know, sitting out on the porch or in the back patio for a nice, refreshing cocktail. Yeah. This is about the same as that from normal. Oh, yeah. And if you you get to play with the sweetness too, because this is probably a little bit sweeter than I would want it. And that's probably just because of the ginger beer. So, what I would do is I may pull back on the sugar that I use when I muddle. So, when you're muddling, you want to make sure you, when you're muddling your herb, you want to have some kind of abrasive in there to help break it up and release it. And I just used about a like I said, I used about a bar a spoon, maybe a little bit less of the sugar of the sugar. yeah, and you could use you could use less because of that sweetness that's in the ginger beer. And the other thing you could do is use honey. yes, because I think the honey with the ginger beer and the bourbon would go quite well, along with the peach and the basil. Yeah, definitely. One thing about honey you have to be careful with is honey is actually sweeter than sugar, yeah, so if you wanna make you gotta it, adjust your you're gonna have to adjust it, or you know if you wanna use agave agave nectar right you could use agave nectar too, it's still right. the same thing you gotta watch about your mm-hmm. sweetness level, mm-hmm. and then also since you're not heating
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're not heating this, your honey might not melt, it might not integrate very well. Or the agave might not integrate. Well, I think with the honey, you'd have to you'd have to melt it with some. You have to make if li- you're going to do that. Liquid. If you're going to do that, what you may want to do is you may want to make a honey or an agave nectar simple syrup. Right. Exactly. That's where I was headed. Okay. Yeah. And if you've never made a simple syrup before, it's one. Most of the time, I'd say one to one. One to one. Mm-hmm. And it's water to sweetener, and you just kind of melt it all together, and then you. Then you have it there. Right. And if you're a hummingbird, it's one four. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need much sugar. <laughs> no, they don't. Well, mine's gone. Whoa. Oh, like I said, that's a you don't have to chug it. Mm. You don't have to go quickly. But it's just to me, it's just so light and refreshing and easy to drink. You know, I think I would I would want to play around with this a little bit more. Yeah. It's not quite showing as much of the peach flavor as I want. Well, that's what I was noticing. That's why I asked the question about the peach and, and you're testing it out. Yeah, and some of that, I think a lot of that has to do with the ginger beer because the ginger's coming through. The ginger's coming through beer. and, the, and it's, it's hiding, it's masking the, mm-hmm. the, the peach and the basil maybe. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But So if you use club soda, I think the peach and, and the basil would come through more. Yeah, and what you could do instead is you could actually muddle a piece of a small piece of ginger or candied ginger, yeah, to make it add it into your muddle mix. Mm-hmm. So then you're you're integrating it there, and not having that sweetness of the right sweetness of the ginger beer. Yeah, you know, it also depends on what type of ginger beer you use because. Well, that's right. I think there's there's some that are less sweet, mm-hmm. compared to maybe what you bought. And there are some that are less gingery, or even more well, gingery. That's true. Mm-hmm. Too remember we did when we did the what was it, Kentucky Mule? Yeah, at the cock the cocktail event we did. We mm-hmm. like. I took, like, lime zest and ginger beer and froze it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that ginger beer was really, really gingery. Right. I think it was, like, the fin- Fendermans or fin- Fentermans ginger ginger beer. And it was, like, prickly tongue spicy ginger. Right. Right. Well, what else you got? I don't really know that I have any questions. I don't really have anything. I think – I just I just love this cocktail. I love how open it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you – You don't really have to follow a recipe. Right. You can make it any way you want You can make it any way you want to. You could use this same muddle build. So the same stuff that you muddled together, you could switch the liquor. Mm -hmm. You could make it with rum. You could make it with tequila. You could make it with, I mean, heck, you could make it with vodka. And it would still be good. I would be careful with gin with this particular build, but you could. Why is that, Josh? I, I don't think the juniper and the elements of gin would play well. Oh, with, okay, I got you. With the peach and the with the peach and the blueberry. Okay, It you. might, but it would be a very particular gin. You'd want a very flowery gin. Mm-hmm. A very floral gin, not a um up real junipery gin. Or maybe Hendrix might work well with the cucumber. Or the botanist. Um yeah, maybe the botanist. But it's But yeah, you'd want something that tends more to be more flowery or more citrus. Right. Citrus driven rather than the juniper driven. But in saying that, you can definitely use gin to make a smash. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you could. You definitely ma- definitely use like some cucumber. We're just lime, saying, uh, just with this exper- particular experiment, yeah, you know, try it. And if you don't like it, it's okay to pour it out. Yeah, it's just a couple ounces. Of- yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I used two ounces of liquor in this and I only used one in it, so it's not really. I mean, it's not really that much to waste. Right, right. And there's ton, there are tons of res, smash cocktail recipes out there on the, on the interwebs. You know, that's interesting because uh, Joanne got me this book, Don't Stop the Rum. <laughs> Over 200 of the world's most famous rum recipes. Smash is not in here. Well, you got to remember, it's not a... Particular rum. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's not a particular cocktail. You know, there's no. But such because thing as a like mojito a is, I would think it'd be right there. You know, yeah. in the book too. But I mean, mojitos uh, in there, right? I think so. I didn't really... see. I would Yeah, so. better be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so that's that's kind of about it. It's a it's a great cocktail to start out with and experiment. Find out what you like go to your farmer's market or if you've got some fruit that's about to go bad in your fridge there you go use it that's one way to try it. yep those strawberries that you had to freeze exactly they've kind of gone well that'd be pretty so i almost so i have another smash cocktail recipe that i love and it's it's strawberry mint okay strawberry mint and strawberry basil oh yeah are both fantastic oh, yeah, smashes yeah. with any type of liquor you want and you can even add a little bit of um if you're if you're going to be um, with your extra liquid in that mm-hmm. you may not have to because sometimes with metal strawberries you get so much liquid out of them that you may not actually need it but if you were going to add something I would I would stay neutral right especially with a strawberry basil Another fun herb to play with in Smashes is rosemary. Oh, yeah. Rosemary adds a good woody, lemony flavor into it. So. And you could light it. You, you could. The, and then you get the smoke with you it. You could smolder it like the uh, the Bloody Marys at uh, Bourbon O' Bar in New Orleans. Okay, yeah. Well, I think. All right. Are you ready to kind of switch over to yours? Yeah. I'm going to add the ice. All right, Dad, so tell us again about what your cocktail is. Well, it's called the Ancient Mariner. And I think we've talked before, I think when we had our rum episode, we talked about this ancient Bacardi 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 party book book that I have, circa 1976-77. And in the Bacardi book, I don't know how many recipes they have, but one of them is an Ancient Mariner. And that's the first time I've ever seen that. And again, we're talking about this little book that I have about Rome. Ancient Mariner's not in there. Now, the problem is, the Ancient Mariner that's in this book uses equal portions of Agneau-based Bacardi, which is the aged Bacardi that's like like age six to eight eight years, whatever it is, and Grand Marnier. Okay. Well, there's a problem. And the problem is Anyo does not exist in the United States anymore. To my knowledge. Is it is it what they call black rum now?
1: No. Okay.
0: No. So I had to kind of create my own drink. And I had been creating this drink anyway. Oh darn, and he had to test it. Yeah, I had to test it multiple over times. And over over and, over and over. And I don't know that I have it correct yet. But what my recipe is, I'm going to give you part of the recipe and then talk about the rest of the recipe. I use three quarters dark Bacardi, three quarters of an ounce, three quarters of an ounce of black Bacardi, and then one jigger of Grand Marnier. So this is very alcohol forward. This is 100% alcohol. Well now there's some, there's two <laughs> other things in here and I'm gonna go into okay. that I'm gonna go into that later. So on my research I found that there was you know, there's this guy called Don the Beachcomber. Okay. He and another fella got together and created the Beachcomber Tiki bars. Okay, yeah, I've heard of those. So I wonder who that other fella might be. Mm. Trader Vic. Trader Vic. Yeah. Where do I know that name from? Well, Trader Vic's Tiki Bars. Oh. Okay. He's like the other guy. Okay. So, really quick. So, this is a beautiful looking cocktail. It's almost like a really rich red amber color. Yes. And you garnished it with a lime. Now, is the lime to be squeezed and dropped, or is it just... So, the lime does not show up on the cocktail... Okay. That I created, okay. But let me let me get to my further notes here. So these guys that were trying to create the Ancient Mariner, they were trying to create something that would compete with what's called a Navy Grog. Okay, yeah, I've heard of, I've heard of a Navy Grog. Now it'll put you on your butt if you're not careful. Well, the Navy Grog is not in this book either, so I'm throwing that book out the window, maybe. <laughs> But the Navy grog started with the British Navy and the captain's name was grog. The British were providing their Navy sailors with an allotment of water and beer and then they started providing them with some rum. Well, the original Navy grog was rum and water because they got an allotment of a gallon of water or rum or water and rum. Uh, Okay. When it finally got going. Okay. And the, the captain was very, uh, the, the sailors really loved the guy and he had this special coat that he wore that I'd have to look up the name of it as we go through this, that, it was a special coat, Gorgrog coat that he, he loved to wear all the time. Okay, yeah. So back to these guys that were trying to come up with a drink that was in competition with the Navy Grog. There's an ingredient that they came up with, and it has two names. It's called pimento liqueur. Pimento it is not that kind of pimento. Okay. Southern brain kicked in there. And thought uh, pimento it is peptide. not that little red thing that's inside the olive. But it is the, another name for it is the allspice berry. Oh, okay. So I I w- didn't go to our our favorite oh. liquor store, but I did look online and they have the allspice allspice dram. dram it's really really good by the way oh you've had it mm-hmm. you have I some haven't. at home no well i had it at somebody else's house okay so it's 20 so many dollars for 350 milliliters so that's quite expensive for something that for a, for a 350 it was 20 bucks yeah well how many times you're gonna use it that's the question it's, uh it depends on how much you like mulling spices. Yeah. Because allspice, allspice dram is a, for fall and winter drinks, it can be something that is just like that one little thing that you've been looking for. Yeah. And if you like the flavor of mulling spices, that's kind of what it tastes like. Okay that with not quite as much cinnamon but that like really rich earthy spicy yeah, it warming has earthy, flavor. Spicy, oh, spicy so warming flavor. Yeah i t I've tried it I've tried it neat before and it's it's really good. So their recipe turned out to be and they have special rums here, you know, and I don't know what they are. Oh and by the way the navy grog, yeah, it'll kick you on its butt because it is three ounces of alcohol. Well, be careful with this drink. Three quarters, three quarters, and a jigger is three ounces. You're, it's okay. So, just to make sure people know, when you say a jigger, you mean one and a half ounce. One and a half. Okay. One and, three quarters and three quarters is one and a half, plus one and a half of Grand Marnier. Right, no, what I'm just saying is, some people's jigger is two ounce, is a two ounce jigger. Or one One and seven. So, that's why I was asking you to say that. So, one and a half ounce. So, they have like, Only a quarter of an ounce in this drink that they created called the Ancient Mariner of this pimento or this allspice dram, and they have three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, a half an ounce of grapefruit juice, and a half an ounce of simple syrup. Okay. So I tried all that. You know, that's a whole lot of work. It's a tiki cocktail. Tiki it is a tiki cocktail. Tiki cocktails have a lot of components to it. Okay, so they created this tiki cocktail. Right. And their comment was, somebody said, well, why would you name it them, the Ancient Mariner? And they said, well, we kind of feel like the Ancient Mariner after we went through all this to create this. <laughs> Great. Yeah. A lot of searching and a lot of figuring out. So what I did to kind of give it that tikiness. Is I gave it three dashes of agastora bitters. Mm. Okay. And one little dash of allspice. Like ground allspice? Ground allspice. Okay. And stirred that up real good. Yeah. And maybe you taste it. There was something in there that, like, when I first tasted it, I like, hit me really, really strange. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And it's the... If if I had to guess, it's the play of the Angostura bitters and the ground allspice. Now, I will say, I enjoy this because I tried it beforehand like that. It was... It was uh, spice uh, Not spicy. It was bold. It was big. Had this, like, really earthy, almost ashy kind of undertone. And I squeezed my lime and put it in and that just balanced out the cocktail. Well, that's what I was going to say later. Yeah. Kind of Sorry. Too. That's why the, li- the lime's there because their recipe has what well, has lime and grapefruit and, and simple syrup right. plus the allspice dram, right. which is the bitter. But it's also kind of sweet. And it's kind of, yeah, because it's a liqueur. Yeah. So, that's why I have, you know, sometimes we put these little garnishes on here just for play. But Sometimes not. Yeah. So, speaking of garnishes, I didn't talk about mine. So, you, you mentioned in I my, mentioned them. Yeah. You mentioned that I had a, a slice of peach and I had a and I had a basil leaf there. Now, we all understand that Josh Mills, who makes his cocktails, usually doesn't use garnishes. Because they're usually not they're us- for real. There's not a purpose to them. Other than? Other than looking pretty. Right. So... In this, in my cocktail, the basil. What I did was I smacked it, and what that does is it releases its essential oils and all that. So it, I had it in there because it gives it extra sm- scent mm-hmm. and kind of picks it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the peach, because I wanted that little a little bit of extra dilution of the peach mm-hmm. in there, and it looked pretty with the with with the piece of basil. Yeah, but anyway, and they sorry. create they created this drink in nineteen. 19- 98 so So, of course the Bacardi book would not have it well yeah because the Bacardi books from the 70s yeah 76 77 okay now so I've heard of a navy grog but it's it's more of it's a bunch of rum Mm -hmm. and some lime juice Mm -hmm. and maybe something else but I've also heard the story of the Navy grog is, it's one of like grog. The term grog, yeah, is understood or was kind of understood back then as it, it's a li- like liquor, mm-hmm. low grade. Like a lot of times around here, we call um, low grade liquor gut rot. Yeah, so grog, to me, is kind of it's understood to be one of those terms of it's just like a low grade. You just drink, so, it to, drink it to get drunk. So I think afraid. in the 1700s when this Captain Grog was sharing rum with these sailors, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It probably had the lowest chunks grade. in it. Yeah, chunks in it and all this. Lowest grade rum you can get. Well, and then the other thing about the citrus that's added to it is naval ships back in the day would carry citrus trees mm-hmm. in their on their decks because the citrus would scave off scurvy. Mm-hmm. So the Navy grog is a lot of rum, a little bit of water and some lime juice to save off the scurvy. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure there are more refined versions of it at, you know, tiki bars around right from, from the United States because tiki, by the way, tiki cocktails are making a, Big comeback comeback in the United States. Like a massive comeback. And it was really, really starting to pick up right as COVID started to hit. Yeah. So late 2019, late 2018 into 2019 was when it was really kind of picking back up. Tiki bars were popping up all over the place. Right. A lot of higher end cocktail places would have, you know, Navy grogs, rum runners, and all these like, Classic tiki cocktails. The Mai Tai. Like, Mai Tai started to make a comeback on menus that wasn't a Chinese restaurant. And then COVID hit, and it kind of stopped that in its tracks. Right. and Can't go to the bar. Well, you can't go to the bar, but also, like you said, tiki cocktails are so involved. Yeah. There are a lot of things that go into tiki-style cocktails. And so, if you're having to watch your bar budget coming back off COVID, it's going to be interesting to me to see if that tiki revolution keeps going or if it takes a step back because it's so much more involved. It's so much more intensive to make a tiki cocktail, in my my opinion. Yeah. And I could be wrong, but my my cocktail has, well, it has five ingredients. I don't know if I can say this a tiki. No, no, I just kind of, no, it's not a tiki drink, but I wanted to give it a Little bit of that bitter, uh-huh. cheeky possible taste without saying, okay, I got to add the grapefruit, I got to add the lime, I got to add, a, I got to have the simple syrup, take out the Grand Mariner, you know, the right. whole thing. So the Navy grog recipe, they have three different distinct rums, yeah. one ounce each. So now there's your three ounces. It what ha- is it? Is, I'm sorry, is it like a, a white rum, an aged rum, and a black rum? It has a dark Jamaican rum, a gold, and I don't know this, Demura rum? I don't know that one. And then a a white Cuban rum. So basically, it's a, it's a playoff of where the... Three different, yeah, locations, three different rums. One's dark, one's light, one's in between. A Cuban rum. And then <laughs> it has a honey syrup. That's why I brought up the honey syrup while I okay. And then it has grapefruit, it has lime, a sprig of mint, and then a lime wheel. Okay. So it's Those very colors. involved. Lots to it. Right. But they're good. I'll tell you this. These type of cocktails, they are heavy. Mm-hmm. They are watch out for them. Mm-hmm. But They're good. Now, a suggestion for yours. Something that if you want to continue to adapt, yeah, fill this out without going to buy the the allspice string. Mm-hmm. What you could do is you can go find mulling spices, yeah. Whatever I think you can find mulling spices, or you know, buy some allspice, some cinnamon, star anise, so so some of those things, and then DIY. Yeah, so has a recipe uh-huh. for the. Allspice dram, and I thought about it too late. But it's remember we had the episode, and I told you about the the uh, Damiano, how I used to make it. Right. Well, this would be the same kind of thing. Make making making your own allspice dram, but it would take three months. It's not worth. And then then all the comments were. Oh, you got too much cinnamon. Oh, you got too much this. Oh, you got too... And they were using the actual berries and crushing them up. Right. As opposed to, you know, the ground up. Right. Now, what I did was I went on the internet and I said, give me a substitution for allspice bran. Right. And that's where I came up with the bitters that I used. Right. And then I added just a little bit of dash of the allspice itself. Right. Well, where I was going with that is Mm -hmm. like, getting a mulling spice pack or DIYing your own mulling spices. And then making a mulling spice simple syrup. Yeah. And then just bumping up your other alcohols. To kind of combat that. And then you could use, you know, a quarter ounce of that. Still use your Angostura bitters because, for those of you that don't know, Angostura bitters is basically mulling spices. right? Soaked in alcohol to create right. a bitter. There's right. a couple other things in there. That's why I made a good substitution. That's why I made a, that's why I made a great substitution. I think the place that's missing for me is the, is the, the ground allspice. Mm-hmm. it's, it feel, it's feeling a little disjointed. And that's why I'm saying if you would have made like a mulling spice, simple syrup. Yeah. And still use that Angostura bitters, you would get a lot of that flavor in, but you'd want to kick up right the alcohol content by a quarter by a half an ounce. Yeah. I would say, because you're adding a quarter ounce of simple. So the DIY what recipe I is a, a cup of rum, three quarters. No, excuse me. A, A quarter cup of those berries. And I I don't know how big they are. They must be small. They're about the size of juniper berries. Yeah, okay. So, that'd be a lot of berries for a quarter. And then a cinnamon stick. And this is where people were saying, ooh, that's too much cinnamon. And then a cup and a half of water and two-thirds cup of brown sugar. So, it sounds very good. Right. But... If if you're and see cinnamon cinnamon can burn me up right and so I'd be like that person and said Ooh, that's too much cinnamon right so you'd always could start with a half a stick yeah and see how it turns out oh, the other and then so but they just say but if you're gonna go, go it, to all that work they'll go spend the twenty five bucks <laughs> yeah and that's because the other thing the other thing I was thinking you could do is you could take a white rum take a white rum and then just master it like yeah just infuse infuse those flavors into the white rum well that's what this oh, that's what it, it is okay a, a couple it says light rum but that's why oh and then you just so then so you do infuse it and you just put it to the side and let it mm-hmm. let it infuse. you let it oh you let it age for three months yeah <laughs> just go go spend the 20 to 30 dollars it costs because that i mean that like i said that stuff can go really well in a lot of autumn cocktails Fall fall style cocktails. If you want to kick up your mulling, your mulled cider Mm -hmm. in the fall, put a little bit of that in there. Make a fall smash. There you go. Make a fall like a bourbon smash with apples and pears. And put a little bit of that allspice dram in there. Oh, man, I can't wait for fall. I'm going to make that cocktail if I remember. Okay. Plus, plus this is a lot of work. They were shaking it up every day for the first five days, and then they were shaking it up every other day. Basically, uh, 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 that's basically how you make bitters. Yeah. But you use pure, pure grain alcohol. Now, did you notice the. Uh, I noticed there was a little monkey, little monkey hanging off the edge. I took mine off because he kept getting in my beard. Oh, okay. Well. So one of the time, one of the early times we were in St. Martin, we went to a little tiki bar. Okay. And this is with uh, Danny and Kathy, by the way. No, the boat hammers. Yeah. And we go to this little tiki bar and we got this fish drink. Uh-oh. And this is one of the places, it's close to, this tiki bar was like close to the ocean and there were, there were like moorings off. And a lot of the sailors would moor their boat. Right. And then they'd come into this tiki bar. Well, there was this little boy who was with his parents. And the tiki bar people gave him these little monkeys. Okay. And, uh, you know, the parents went off. and I don't know where they went. But uh, I ended up with some of the monkeys because he little boy was having a good time, and I was talking to him, and he, he said, here, take some of these monkeys. But I think it's a, a great addition to a a drink. Yeah. Hangs on the glass. Serves no Pur-purpose. purpose. <laughs> Other than the aesthetics of it. So, have you heard of the rim of the ancient mariner? I have not. So it is a poem, and I'm going to have to look in my notes. I don't know if it's 700 and so many lines or 700 and so many pages, but when the guys that made this drink said they felt like the ancient mariner, Mm -hmm. that's what they were talking about. So Uh, the story, the short part of the story is that they're sailing along and they're in these bad waters and this albatross comes and directs them out of the bad waters. Okay. But then the captain and the crew are very hungry and the captain shoots the albatross. Oh, Well, that's an, bad luck, and an albatross is yeah. The death of an albatross is extremely bad luck. So they made the crew. It's kind of a mutiny kind of thing, apparently. I'm gonna have to go and read this. Yeah, but the short part of it is, they took a rope and hung the albatross around the captain's neck, mm. the ancient mariner's neck, and the story apparently goes on from there. Oh wow! So it's a it's a sad story in the Ancient Mariner, so it's an interesting kind of story about this drink. I think, yeah, it's an interesting kind of addition into the legend, mm-hmm. um, into the the legend or the myth of this of this cocktail. But like you said, it's it's good. I think you're right. I think you're you're on the correct path for this cocktail. But kind of like with mine, I think it still takes a I still think it. May need a little bit of tweaking. Okay, I'll have to tweak some more. Oh darn! Oh darn! I have to drink it some more. Yes, have to. Just have to go buy some allspice tram. All right. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know that uh, you know the tiki or the beachcomber bars were uh, around so long. But this indicates it was like nineteen thirty-four. Wow, For a long time. Yeah, you know a lot of the original, I think, Trader Vic's tiki bars may be gone. I think they are. Yeah. I think most of them are, are gone. Now, I told you about the, the bar that's at the uh, hotel location where we go in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Now, they have this, it's a Mai Tai bar. So, they've got like, I forget the number, twenty five, thirty, whatever Mai tais. Next time wow. we go, I'm going to have to ask for an ancient <laughs> mariner and see what happens. Oh, yeah. And, I, I, you know, they probably, they might not know it. They honestly might not know it because, like you said, it's it's one that seems like it's kind of gone into obscurity. Well you see the yeah, you see the navy grog, and you see the, you know the, painkiller, you know you see lots of drinks like that are real high in rum, yeah, or alcohol. But I've never, I don't think I've ever seen at a bar that there's an ancient mariner. I know, I know, I have not. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one before, right? But it's a really good. It's a really good one. I'm glad you. I'm glad you shared it. So you think more of the bitters or less? I think you need to figure out the allspice. Yeah, I think it for me it was the, the, the sprinkle of allspice. Well, I can take that out easy. Right, but I don't think. I think without that, you're missing the flavor of the allspice. But it was there's something about the groundness and that just made it. Yeah, the other Ashy. day I tried I tried uh, four dashes of the bitters and it was either two or three <laughs> of the allspice and that was over the top. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's why I was that's why I was talking about maybe making a a mulling spice simple mm-hmm. or even an allspice simple. Mm-hmm. Getting a bunch of allspice berries and making a simple syrup out of it to give you that flavor with a little bit of sweetness that doesn't give you a, almost a textural feel. Because, you know, allspice is a very, very distinct and very, I'd say it's a polarizing flavor. Now, is a five spice, the the Chinese five spice, does it, I think it has allspice. It has allspice in it, yes, it does. And then other. Yeah, so it's got allspice, Szechuan peppercorns, cinnamon, nutmeg and clove. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, I think those are the five, the five. Somebody, somebody on the internet was saying, well, just dash some of that in there. And I'm thinking, no, I don't think so. I mean, it would give you a lot of the same, same kind of flavors, but if you, if you're trying to find a substitute for allspice dram, Mm. I would make some sort of simple, to right. get that sweetness in there, plus the flavor, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's going to have an inherent sweetness. Well, to it. I got the DIY recipe. Mm-mm. If you're going to do that, just go buy the bottle, right? Because you're going to have to <laughs> buy you're going to have to buy rum anyway. The rum's going to be half the price, right? Exactly. So you might as well just mm. buy the buy the dram. All right, there you have. it. Yeah, this was a this is a great. Thanks for the the cocktail, Dad. That was a really good one. And I'd look forward to more iterations of this cocktail <laughs> until well, we find the John the John version of it. Yeah, yours is very good. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. It's a simple one, um, but it it tastes tastes great. Well, I wish we could find that annual because I'd be curious to see what that be like. So why? So if you're gonna, why not use non Bacardi? Why don't you just go find a five to seven uh, year old? Yeah, rum. I I was looking at that. I I was looking at that. Like the, like the, so you could use that, that, um, the Diplomatico Manitowano, yeah, that that I've done before in our rum episode because that's a five to eight year old rum. Or this one I have. Well, that one's way above it. I would not use that. Yeah, that's, (laughs) that is a sipping rum. That's a sipping rum. It's not meant for cocktails. But the Floridacana, I think they've got one. Um, right. Baco. B A C C O, they've got like a five or eight. So I would I would I would I would look into that too. Yeah. Yeah. The black rums can be really, really molassesy. Oh, I like it though. I'm not saying they're not great. I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm sure I wasn't gonna put uh <laughs> half and half black and Grand Marnier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been over the top. Yes, it would have. So well, all right. So what are we gonna do next week for our wine week? I think we're gonna do summer white wine. Summer white wines, okay. So, what are you gonna be doing for your summer white wine? You know, I I like the Echo Domain Pinot Grigio. You know, it's a it's something that you anybody can afford, and it's a very good Pinot Grigio. So the that's the Echo Domani. Pinot Domani, Grigio. I said uh, domain. Domani. Echo Domani Pinot Grigio, and then I'm going to be doing the Sokol Kelly Kimtal Grüner Veltliner from Austria. Runs about sixteen dollars a bottle. Okay. so great, great white wine. I'm super excited to to go through Grüner's one of my Grüner Veltliner is one of my one of my really, really favorite white grapes. Okay, all right. So it's gonna be it'll be lots it'll be lots of fun. Yeah. So we're gonna be doing summer whites and. Maybe we'll have a guest. It's possible. We might have a special guest on that one, so stay tuned. May just be the two of us. So come back anyway. It's going to be going to be a great time for summer white wines here in Arkansas. You know, we've I think we've hit ninety already, and it's just June when we're recording. This is early June. Yeah, but I know today it's humid. Oh, we're probably at ninety-seven percent humidity. Now, if you don't know what that's like. Be glad. you don't want to know yeah be be glad be glad you don't you don't know what that's like mm-hmm. and if you really want to experience let us know and we'll 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 try we'll, we'll to we you know ship that. it to you <laughs> <laughs> exactly so right. well, come back next week and we're going to be doing summer whites uh, once again follow us on all the socials on facebook instagram and twitter we're most active on instagram At Acquired Tastings. We're at Acquired Tasting on Twitter. We're the Acquired Tastings podcast on Facebook. Reach out to us. We love hearing you. If you like what you listen to, give us a star give us a view on your favorite podcast platform, but also give us a subscribe or a follow. Uh, we love to see those numbers in those countries pop up where, where you're listening to us. And if you're just joining us uh, two weeks after uh, listening with the captain from the beer vendors, oh, that you. was thank you. Then that was lots of fun. Once again, I'm Josh Mills and I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. And goodbye.